Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,447. Treat others the way you want to be treated. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Orange County, California, Samuel Spirer. Samuel, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Samuel Spire is the owner and operator of Wicked Auto Protection located in Orange County, California. He started his business after moving to California from Boston back in 2013. At Wicked Auto Protection, they provide car care services, including cleaning, polishing, waxing, sealants, and ceramic coatings. Samuel's approach is custom paint protection, restyling, and detailing, specializing in fine lab ceramic coatings a self-healing ceramic protection product. He also applies clear film, a window tinting, vinyl wraps, does wheel repair, powder coating, and much, much more. Classics and modern cars, he restores old and new, tired paint, eliminates swirl marks and surface defects, applying a long-lasting protective coating and or film to protect and preserve the value of your new or used vehicles. So Samuel, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before we jump into the questions, would you share a little bit more about your business and that passion you have for detailing automobiles? Yeah, so I moved out here early on or in 2013, and I was having trouble kind of finding a job to pay the bills. And I had been to school for auto mechanics and been a car enthusiast for a long time, but I hate wrenching on cars. And a good friend of mine uh, suggested detailing. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give that a try. And 
I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but as soon as I went and bought some stuff and did some practice runs on my own car, I found that I was that it was very therapeutic and uh, that I was enjoyed it quite a lot. So I've been kind of I did you know I started out with zero knowledge, and within like two to three years, I rose the ranks pretty quick and uh, I've tried to provide a really amazing service for everybody. And I've had to learn on the go, and I've made tons of classic mistakes, but I've learned from all of them. And now I'm at the at this expert point where I'm able to I've built a very good reputation and. I'm very passionate about doing things the right way and making sure that people are informed properly when it comes to these services. You know, I love the term therapeutic because uh, my regular listeners know I started detailing cars, well, before I was 14, but I started a detailing business at age 14. Oh, nice. And I just, I just loved it. it you know, you, now back then we didn't have earbuds and any of that. We didn't even have Walkman back then. You had to kind of put a transistor. I'm showing my age now. I had to put a transistor radio on the bench and uh, work on cars, but uh, my parents let me use the garage, and uh, you know, I just started doing cars. And you know, it, I always like doing it because it is therapy. It's it's kind of nice time you can stop and work, and if you know what you're doing, you can work while you're thinking. And then when you're done, um, you could stand back and look at the rewards of what you accomplished of turning exactly. a looking car into a great looking car. So I like that terminology. Well, as we continue on this journey, we'll call your life. I'd like to ask you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the, I usually say inspirational tires turning, but here we'll say the random orbital or direct drive polisher wheel turning <laughs> here on cars. Yeah. So Samuel, take, take the orbital. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, this will probably take most people back to like elementary school, which is mm -hmm. treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah, the golden rule. Pretty simple. Exactly. <laughs> I have treat every customer as I would want to be treated walking into an automotive business, which means being upfront and honest and kind and no bullshit. And that's kind of how I've grown this business is just being very kind to other people because I myself have been burned many times over the years uh, as a car enthusiast by various shops and people in the industry. And it, that really bothered me. So I told myself if I was going to have a automotive business that I would not treat people like that. So that's kind of the thing I've used to set Wicked apart from everything is you come in and you're going to get helped. And if something goes wrong, we're going to fix it with no questions asked. And, you know, we're going to take excellent care of well, no, it's just me now. I'm going to take excellent care of, of everyone because uh, that's how I would want that's the experience that I would want if I was going shopping for these services or any automotive service. Yeah, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Learned that in Bible class when I was very, very young. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's a pretty simple technique, whether you're religious or not. Uh, it's such a simple thing to do in life. And if everybody on this planet behaved that way, we really wouldn't have problems. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't. They're selfish. They don't treat others the right way. And you know, I had a customer service issue just this morning. I was having some computer issues. Um, actually, it was a mixer issue, and I called their service department. And the lady that was supposedly helping me was so rude. <laughs> Couldn't believe yeah. it. And I tend to not get angry back at people, but I finally <laughs> had to stop and say, <laughs> I'm sorry, but are you having a really bad time or a bad day? Has something happened to you today? And there's just silence on the other end. <laughs> she goes, excuse me? I said, well, you're just not being very nice. I'm just wondering, is something wrong with you? Or are you okay? I don't think anyone's ever probably said that to her. They probably just yell at her and 
you know, hang up the phone and it completely changed her attitude. It was, um, I thought she would get more angry. She went the complete other way. I've done that before to people. (laughs) Yeah. It was almost if somebody cared about her a little bit because she was, you know, she was at a help desk. Most people call and yell, you know, they're angry. And all of a sudden the whole conversation changed and she was just so happy to help me, bent over backwards. And, you know, so it's kind of interesting how you, again, treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's exactly. all I was really doing was reaching out. And you know, I also had ulterior motives. I needed help and she was not helping me <laughs> in a very fun way. And I could tell I was starting to lose my patience with her. But boy, that's an easy thing to do. Unfortunately, not a lot of people do it, but it's refreshing to hear there still are people out there doing that. How about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew you were a bit of a car guy? Yes, actually. And well, growing up, you would never have guessed that I would be into cars because I just played with my Game Boy and with Legos. And then when I got my driver's license, uh, my interest kind of sparked mainly due to my a friend of mine named Emilio who had a 90s 300ZX 2x2 with T-tops. So that's like the ultimate ladies' man car when you're in high school. <laughs> and ladies' I, man car. I like I, that. <laughs> it. It really is. Like, you can pull so many ladies with that car back well, in the day. <laughs> where were you when I was in high school? You probably weren't born yet, but if probably I don't really know. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Hey, watch it, buddy. Uh, no, I, I, I'm just laughing here because I, I remember T-tops back in the 70s, like on uh, Trans Ams. And, uh, you know, some people could install them on uh, 240, 280Zs, things like that. So, But I never knew they were attractive to ladies. Who would have thought? It was just, it was the, it was the car in general, like the 300Z, like the 91 to like 94 300ZX is such an appealing car, but I absolutely fell in love with it. I've only gotten to actually drive a couple of them in my lifetime. But then after I, like probably a year or so after I got my license, my friend took me for a ride. He also had a V6 Nissan Altima, which I don't know if you've ever ridden in one of those, but those things haul ass. Uh, and he, he took me for a, a late night drive of one that I had never been on before, you know, with much traction braking and we jumped the car a few times and did all sorts of crazy things and I just fell in love with that and then I was like, all right, I am totally into cars now and then shortly after that I also got a motorcycle got into motorcycles and then uh, I just went from there. <laughs> there you yeah, well, bikes are cool too. Very fun. Well, let's talk a little bit about a challenge or a failure that you face, I'd like for you to walk us through one of those times that was a bit tough for you. But more importantly, what was the lesson learned and how did you come out positive on the other end? Well, I can, I had a, actually had a pretty big challenge as of recent, which I can't divulge too much on, on the details, but entrepreneurship is kind of a challenge in general. Uh, and I recently went, I had to give up having a shop, uh, which I've had shops for many years now and go back to being a mobile service and doing everything myself, wearing all of the hats again and, you know, sales, marketing, the labor, everything. And I hadn't been mobile for many years. So then I was trying to figure out how am I going to do this with, you know, the cars that I have and, and whatnot. So I, I lost my shop. Um, and then I was kind of like really bummed for a couple of days. And then I just said, you know what? Sam, snap the fuck out of it. You can do this. You're, you've already been mobile once. 
this and you still have your name and your reputation and everything. And so I just figured it out and I got all of my old equipment together and I, at least I started, I packed it into my wife's car first because she had the bigger one and just got back to doing what I was doing before I had a shop. And a lot of people kind of came out of the woodwork to help me because I don't ask for help very often and people saw me struggling. So the last couple of months I've been kept going by like loyal clients and friends. And then a, a friend of mine uh, paid for half of a truck for me so I could get a, a decent work vehicle where I could actually fit all of my stuff and look professional. But then, you know, I just, that was the lesson I learned from that was kind of research people that you're going to do business with <laughs> before you do business with them. Well- um, yeah, yeah. I I don't mean to chuckle at that because boy, I've been through the same thing. Uh, just even not too recently. And when people let you down, when people don't come through, when people lie, cheat, steal, first and foremost, it kind of sets you back because, like you said earlier, it's not the way you treat people, not the way I treat people. And when people do that to you, you kind of sit back and go, "Well, first of all, why? Secondly, how did I? How was I so foolish to not see that coming? You kind of." You kind of beat yourself up over a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad you kind of pulled your bootstraps up there and said, okay, I got to get my act together here and devise a new plan. Cause if I sit around and woe is me, I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. And that's not the place to go. So I'm happier than I've been in forever. Cause I didn't realize how much, uh, how stressful a shop actually was for me. So having no overhead and, being on the road and traveling and having better scheduling is kind of cool. And then I started a YouTube channel also, which I would never have talked on camera three months ago. And now I'm incredibly comfortable with it. So it's a, oh, just well, a, a new new outlook on life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and this is a great lesson that I hear from you sharing is that when we go through these things, you have to look at the experience as a learning lesson and as an opportunity. It may not look like it at the time, but afterwards, instead of beating yourself up, kind of stop and go, okay, what did I gain from this? What got better? And if you start to focusing on those, those things or focus on those things that got better, you know what? That's the direction you set yourself for. But if you sit around and complain and whine about it, that's all it's going to be is a big problem. So uh, I'm glad you were able to do that and learn some positive things and some new things with your YouTube page. And we'll talk about that. In a second or two, but I want to first hear about, you talked a little bit about some cars, hear about your first really special car, that first car in your life that had great meaning for you. All right. So this one, I actually, I didn't get until like a couple of years ago and unfortunately it's gone, but my first like truly special, exciting car was a 1979 Datsun 280ZX five speed in like the baby blue color that was in near pristine condition, probably like. 95% perfect on the outside. The previous owner had put the JDM Anki wheels on it. He had put suspension in it. He redid like everything under the hood aside from like uh, rebuilding the block. The interior was reasonably flawless. What was cool is it was the base model one. So it only had one electric mirror and then some other random features that I can't remember. But it was an incredible car and I never felt cooler in my life than when I would drive that car down PCH and uh, Huntington Beach and Main Street I, every day on, to and from work. I just felt so cool. It was probably, I think it was original paint and it's probably the coolest and nicest car that I, that I've ever owned. 
that was classic because I'm a classic car guy, but I can't afford always to keep them going. So I tend to buy newer cars with warranties. <laughs> but this is my favorite car. It unfortunately got totaled by someone who cut me off really bad. So it ended up pretty much the frame was so twisted you could see how twisted the car was. But that was that was my that was my my probably my favorite and most special car that I've ever had. Yeah, you know, I remember when those Datsuns first came out, the 240Z, there was a lady at the end of our street that had one. Bev was her name, and she let me detail that car for her and drive it up the street to my house. And um, I just thought, man, these are the coolest things ever. And, you know, they kept changing and so forth. But 79 obviously went into the 280 version of that. And I remember that color. Um, I think that's a factory color, isn't it? Because they gave yeah. some pretty bright, cool colors. Yeah, they have some good ones. And and to me, that was as close as I'll probably get to like 300 ZX. So I was just so happy to have some sort of ZX model from, from there. So it was just like, it was such a great car. It handled unbelievably well for how old it was. <laughs> I would whip that <laughs> yeah. thing pretty hard. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, they're starting to become collectors as the Japanese car market from the 70s and 80s starts to heat up because of Folks that are in your age bracket start to find these things to be desirable. All of a sudden, we're starting to see the market move on this stuff. Um, her car, I remember, was a bright yellow. Really oh bright yeah, yeah, yellow. I know that color exactly. Yeah, it, it is crazy. When it got uh, when it was totaled and insurance was trying to pay me out for it, they could not find one in similar condition. So it was very difficult to get them to admit how much that car was worth gone up a lot i've seen a few that were in that kind of shape for like fifteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars kind of crazy i don't know if i'll ever buy one again or not you never know is that your is that your seller's remorse which wouldn't be seller's remark it'd be crasher's remorse but uh is that the car you wish you still had yes i had a motorcycle too that i wish i I still had that i hadn't totaled also (laughs) now you got Uh, uh oh we we got a little habit going here samuel you need to be a little more careful you keep totaling cars it's California, man. No, but I never had, I, before I moved here, I never had any bad accidents. I never fell off a motorcycle and like, and all the crazy stuff I used to do as a teenager, like nothing ever happened. I moved to California and it's like, I've totaled two motorcycles out here from other oh, people well, getting in, be, doing stupid stuff. Yeah. But, uh, be I had a BMW S1000RR, uh-huh. which is like the fastest oh, wow. bike I've ever owned. And yeah. it's, what's a, brilliantly designed motorcycle and just i think i'll definitely when i can buy another one of those i don't think i want to own anything else other than that bike anymore (laughs) that was how how good it was to me yeah very cool well i know every time i visit california i'm always very surprised at the speeds and the pace everyone is moving at of course when you're in the cities like where you are orange county los angeles pretty much any other big city uh it's just so packed and crowded there's just a lot Terrible. of stuff going on yeah it's it's gotten a lot worse since i left there 25 years ago that's for sure so be careful out there samuel well i would like for you to share a little bit more about your business here all the different things that you do and provide for your customers there at wicked auto protection what has you excited and fired up these days about your business i really enjoy for the most part doing paint correction and then also, I really enjoy educating people on all of the new technology that comes out and ceramic coatings and, and how everything works. I think my favorite part of the process is is actually talking, educating the customer when I first start chatting with them. Although, so like having to compete and 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 sell the customer, you know, is is always tough. But 
Uh, I really enjoy, I'll spend more time, I spend a lot of time on education so that people know what they're getting and how to take care of it and the benefits and all that. But I'd say, you know, paint correction is probably like my top, one of my my top favorite things because I just really love to watch like swirls go away. And I love how, uh, how much, like, how much science is it is behind detailing like people who just assume that you know oh you're just a car washer like that's nothing special but there's so much more to it than that uh that just like that sets detailing apart from so many other professions and it's uh and just because of like my love for education and i that's why miss people misinformation is something that just like drives me absolutely insane and i hear crazy stuff that other other detailers tell their customers, tell customers who are shopping around, like what a product does or something or how something works. And I just like, I'm kind of rubbing my temples like, Oh my God, that's not true. So my, the education part is probably my, it's probably my favorite. And then I also have a really awesome way to wash cars, swirl free that I don't see many people doing. So that's kind of like, was my like wicked signature thing is I would try to, although washing cars when you have a shop and is, uh, is kind of tough to justify the time spent for how much you're realistically able to charge. I do love maintaining my customer vehicles uh, with the wash method that I had come up with. I don't know if I was the first person to do it. I probably wasn't, but. So uh, tell me what, what is, I'm curious now, what is this wash method? Everybody is like, Oh, let's do the two bucket method. No, that, that doesn't work. Having a wash mitt doesn't work. No matter what you do, that wash mitt, or your subpar towels are going to do some damage. Uh, so what I do is kind of a combination of rinseless wash and then also using a pressure washer and a foam cannon. So uh, whether your car is ceramic coated or wax or bare or whatever, you start out with rinsing the car off with the high pressure. You foam it up with their foam cannon, whatever soap you're using. Uh, and then you have one bucket uh, and you can have a grit guard in there if you want. You don't really need it. I just have it in there in case I work outside in case like something falls in there. And then I use, I probably have, probably have like between seven to 10 very fluffy 450 GSM towels. So I don't know what company actually makes them, but I buy them from a local detailing store. They're very soft. I use them for everything, coating, wiping polish. And then eventually they become wash towels. Even, even after they've been used for coatings and compound and stuff and you downgrade them to wash towel. Uh, so you have in that bucket, you have your towels and then, you know, rinseless or waterless wash solution, probably most commonly known as like optimum no rinse. So you have that mixed with water in your bucket and then you've got your 10 towels in there. And so once you foam up the car and you've got everything all lubricated, then you grab one of those towels and just like you would with a rinseless wash, fold it into a square, you know, wipe in one section of whatever panel it is, pull up the towel, like look at it. Is there dirt on it? Yep flip to the other side, do the rest of the panel or the next panel, depending on how dirty it was. And when that side's dirty, fold it again and so on. And then rinse everything off with the high pressure wash and go over it with, you know, air blower or whatever. So you're not really touching the paint with your drying towel, even though it doesn't really matter at that point because you've gotten all the dirt off. But it seems like when I feel about washing, everyone's like, oh, wash mitts, two bucket method, or they're using like subpar towels. Even if it's a brand new pack of towels, uh, if it's not the like, if it's not a high GSM, it's going to do some damage. And so I've seen, you know, I've had customers who got their car washed at another shop and they'd like, you know, 
told them, please open a new pack of rags or whatever. And then I get a call like, oh, they spoiled my car. I'm just like, okay, well, do they use these towels to do it? No. Okay. That's probably why. So I never have problems with swirling vehicles when I wash cars. At least when I have a pressure washer right now, I'm kind of stuck just doing waterless and rinseless wash until I get another uh, pressure washer rig and water tank and stuff. That's my my method for washing cars, which I do have a video of my on my YouTube channel of that as well. And it seems like when I do talk to people, nobody really knows, nobody's really heard of anyone doing like that kind of yeah. mix. But I don't know. Okay. So I, Makes sense. I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm the pioneer of it, but uh, it's just something that's really worked for me because I actually really like washing cars too. Like that's a fun activity for me, especially if they're ceramic coated and you watch all the dirt just like fall off and all the water beat up and it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What is the uh, name of your YouTube channel? Uh, you would just search Wicked Auto Protection on YouTube. It doesn't, uh, for some reason, wouldn't let me change the name. So <laughs> just kept it as Wicked Auto Protection. No, nope, probably a good idea. Very cool. Well, Samuel, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yes sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Samuel, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, what kind of car other than a clean one would Samuel be in one? <laughs> I would be a Porsche 964. 964. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is my all-time favorite car, particularly the one from the movie Bad Boys, which I'm sure many people know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm kind of an old soul myself. I like, uh, cla- you know, it's a classic at this point, and I like classic cars. 
powerful car for the year and, you know, a wild ride. And that's kind of how I myself am. Sometimes, you know, I'm like a wild person to be around. And then I have a lot of, you know, powerful thoughts and motivations. And then, you know, I'm a huge fan of everything old school, pre-90s, you know, uh, music, cars, everything. Uh, I'm not, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of like an old soul. So the 964 is kind of like, that as my all-time favorite car, that would probably be what I would see myself as if I was a car. There you go. Well, now you're really making me feel old, Samuel. 964, I had one of those. It was my daily driver for a long time. It was a great car. But I don't think of it as an old car, but I guess it is. So To oh, me, 90s, is early 90s, <laughs> late 80s, is the last, you know, the last generation of air-cooled Porsche. You know, it might yeah. not be that old to some people but to me like that is like now that is now a classic car i mean it's almost 30 years old at this point so um, excuse me i've got to get my cane over here just hang with me (laughs) bring my walker over here so we can i am oh my goodness 28 years old i was born in 1991 so you're younger than my daughter now i really feel old all right we're gonna move on here before i have to go take a geritol pill or something (laughs) <laughs> okay, Samuel, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Porsche throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice or car care advice have you ever received? Uh, from other businesses is kind of the what I said in, in the beginning, about like kind of golden rule is just be honest, fix things you break and help the customer. You're there to help them with something, not sell them on your highest package more it's about what they need there you go how about a personal habit that you believe has contributed to your success over the years i have this need to always impress people and uh i guess kind of be held in in high regard which started uh you know from middle school and i used to get bullied so that kind of just led me to do everything and anything to please customers and do everything right because i just wanted everyone to walk away with something nice to say yeah, well, that way they come back. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners? Like a how I like a resource for well, how I this got could be, started, or no? This could be a website you use a lot, an app you're really fond of, a supplier could be a person in your life, could be a blog that you enjoy getting, could be a podcast you like listening to. Well, uh, for a supplier, if you are a detailer or just a do-it-yourself enthusiast. Shine Supply has become one of my all-time favorite places to buy product because everything he has is incredibly versatile. It's not automotive, but I do. I listen to Joe Rogan obsessively, and that's changed a lot of how I how I act and how I do things, and just like kind of motivates me to be my best self through a lot of the stuff I've learned from listening to his podcast. Yeah, I like some of the guests he has, although I just don't have the time to listen to a three-hour podcast. <laughs> he goes on and on and on, but. Uh... Some of the guests he has on there I really enjoy. So, uh, Joe, yeah. yeah, yeah, check it out. Very different kind of podcast. Uh, if you could, uh, or if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? When I started detailing, I used to watch the Ammo NYC channel like all the time uh, with Larry Casilla. And I've met him at SEMA. He's such a nice guy. And I probably, I would have loved to have been able to like sit down and have a drink and talk to him about detailing and his YouTube channel and all that. Cause I, I watched when I started, I watched all of his videos to kind of learn stuff. I haven't watched in a very long time, but, uh, every now and then I'll, I'll turn it on or, uh, 
my a memory will I think I actually have a picture on my fridge of me and him at SEMA in like twenty sixteen or something uh yeah. that I, I see frequently. Well, uh if you'll if you want to listen or if you missed it, he was a guest on my show, you can go back to my uh, website, carsia.com, type his name in there, and that show will pop right up. I interviewed him oh, cool. three, four years ago. So yeah, he has a great right. interview. So I have a feeling, you know, he's such a nice guy. You should give him a call, reach out to him and see if he'll spend a little time on the phone, maybe, do you know? Hey, do you have 15 minutes for me? And make sure you have your list of questions ready for him uh, yeah. so that you can get right to it. And um, I think he'd probably spend a little time with you. I can't speak for him, but he's a nice guy, and I'm sure I know how he loves to share things. So you know I what? think we've emailed before, back and have forth you? a long okay. time ago. Yeah, he is a really nice guy, very humble. Yeah, if you don't ask, you don't get. So there you go. <laughs> so you got on, so you got on this show, right, Samuel? Samuel reached out to me and said, I'd like to be a – a guest on Cars, yeah, boom, here you are. It's all it takes. Exactly. If I'd just known that in high school, I'd had a lot more dates, that's for sure. But I learned <laughs> that a little later in life. Probably a good thing. How about a book? <laughs> Is there a book you've read that our listeners would enjoy reading? Does the automo- have to be automotive Could be any or? kind of book. Uh, self-help, business, automotive, whatever. It could be the Bible, whatever you like to read. <laughs> uh, self-help. The thing that really got me going this year was uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, which is whether you're trying to become an athlete or you just want to get out of a bad headspace and motivate yourself to do something, that book will definitely get you there. Highly recommend that book. There you go. Yeah, great book. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put links to everything here on Samuel's show notes page. Just go to carsia.com, type Samuel Spirer, S-P-I-R-E-R, into that search bar, and his page will pop right up. All right, Samuel, we're up to the checkered flag. This is where it gets fun. Today, I'm going to buy you a cool collector car. So if you want that Z back, you're going to get it. Whatever you'd like, I'm going to park it in your garage. But there are some rules to my game because I'm paying. So here we go. You uh, you can't sell it to buy a, a whole new business with or a bunch of new trucks or hire employees. You got to keep it. So that little trick's off the table. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here on cars, yeah. And it's the only one cool collector car you can have in your garage. And you got to keep it, so choose wisely. The Ferrari F40, hands down. Okay, you knew exactly where we were going, didn't you? Well, I, I don't even ask, need to ask why you like that car. I mean, it's kind of the last of the great analog Ferraris. It is still the greatest Ferrari. It still will probably <laughs> outhandle and outdo so many newer cars on the racetrack. And it looks beautiful, and I would daily that every single day. I am not a garage. I am not a collector by any means. There will never be a car that I own that doesn't get driven the way it's supposed to be driven. Despite my my love of protecting things, I don't care. When it comes to my own cars, I will thrash them. <laughs> that's going to be expensive to thrash that puppy, but uh, that's okay. It's your car. You can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> I got to drive one of those once, and it really uh-huh. kind of blew me away. What was interesting to me was. At idle, it's kind of kind of a quiet car, but when you stand on that thing, it turns into a whole nother beast. It turns into like F1 car, and it yeah. oh, sounds sounds I'm magical. Jealous. So, yeah, pretty darn nice. Well, maybe one of these days, you have you ever been able to detail one? I have not. I've stood next to one at the Dick Marconi Museum here down in uh, Irvine, uh, oh, but okay. that's about it. <laughs> that was yeah, the first well, time I actually saw one in person, too, is when I went oh, to an wow. event there. Nice. What color would you like yours to be? Classic red. Rosso red. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get to work on that, my friend. I'll park that in your garage. You can have some fun. Uh, be careful, though. I don't want to hear about some 
guy in a Ferrari F40 crashing it on the 405, okay? So uh, <laughs> you be careful in that new car. I don't want you to get hurt or hurt anybody else. Sammy, you've taken me on a great ride. Really enjoyed your stories. want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the coast highway in that Ferrari F40? Uh, you know, this since I moved to California has been like a real journey for me. And you just, I've learned one thing I've learned about myself and a lot of people is that if you set your mind to something, you can do anything you want as if you can just get past the, the mental block that might keep you from fully committing to something or, and just mind over matter every time and you'll be successful at whatever it is you do, whether you have a, you know, a physical or mental limitation, you, there is something out there that you can set your mind to and that you can accomplish because I've accomplished a lot of things that I didn't think I would ever do with my life uh, since being on my own and, and being an entrepreneur and just other stuff out there, whether, you know, exercise, whatever. You can do anything that you set your mind to. Absolutely. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And what's the best way for people to learn more about you and your company? Uh, you can go on wickedautoprotection.com uh, or you can Google Wicked Auto Protection and tons of stuff, including lots of nice reviews will pop up. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at wicked underscore mobile underscore protection. Uh, then my YouTube channel, Wicked Auto Protection. And then we're on Facebook, Wicked Mobile Protection as well. And you can always search Sam Spire and try to friend me if you're a local car enthusiast or something, I usually will accept. So uh, many ways to get a hold of Wicked. Yep, absolutely. I'll make sure I put all those ways, links on Samuel's show notes page on the Cars website. Check it out. Samuel, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Awesome. Thank you very much, Mark. It was uh, my pleasure. Ah, pleasure was all mine. Thank you, Samuel. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars yeah TV is making its mark. Cars yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!